Isaiah 60, and we're going to go to verse 1. I remember growing up in church, and people would say, Isaiah 61, and I'd be struggling. I'd be like, you mean 61 or 60 verse 1? Uh, and uh, so I'd be holding, holding the page like, okay, wait for it. Wait for it. What's he going to say? Um, but uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1. I want to read this. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, or over the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. Um, I don't know about you, but verse 2, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness over the people. Um, Anybody bear witness to, uh, that might apply a little bit to today. Yeah? Um, Now, I I recognize, I acknowledge that the book of Isaiah and this prophecy had a uh, a literal uh, meaning and and fulfillment. but there's also things yet to be fulfilled, and the, the way the Word of God works, I believe um, wholeheartedly, is it's multifaceted. It, it, it can have one meaning, but can also have an eternal perspective, eternal meaning. And as the people of God, um, this is speaking of Israel and the glory that is to come for Israel, and um, I believe some of that is still to be fulfilled. Um, but also for us as, as believers, we are a picture of, or we're grafted into what God refers to as Israel and His people. Amen? Amen. And so, I see this um, not as a suggestion, not as a, um, if you want to improve your life a little bit, um, I see this as a command. Um, I, I don't know if there's any other way to interpret this. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Here's the command, arise and shine, and here's why. Because your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And I believe we're living in a, in a day, in a time um, like never before, at least in, a, in the nation of America, where more than ever, the American church is being intimidated and is asked, being asked and, and in some places attempted to be forced to be quiet and to hide, to, to stay, you know, hidden and all the above. But I believe it is a time for as the church not to lay dormant, not to stay asleep, not to shut our mouths, but to shine, to arise and shine, to burn bright um, in this, this time of darkness, because as the people of God, we are in a sense jealous for, uh, the word jealousy can sometimes get us way off base, but in a, in a pure godly jealousy, we yearn for His glory to be revealed. And as the church, our heart should, our position of our heart should be that the glory of God be revealed. Jesus, and he was praying in John 17, he, he was speaking about God's glory. He's like, I, I've, I've done these things. Glorify yourself in me. Bring, let glory for your name be done in my life and what I do. And I believe that's to be our heart, to be our, our cry, our prayer. But it's not time to cower and to sleep, but it's time to rise and to shine. Amen? All right. So, you all get that? You good? All right. Well, go get lunch. Um, all right. I'm, I'm not going to be that long. Um, Lord willing, in Jesus' name. Uh, <laughs> um, 
My wife's like, yeah, seriously, okay. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Romans 13, Paul says this. You know, I, we refer to the writer of these chapters, and, and I, sometimes I always kind of hesitate to do that, say, you know, Paul said this, John said this. God uses these people, and so we, it's totally okay to acknowledge their names, but we also have to understand that the Bible is the perfect Word of God. It is Spirit-breathed. Word of God. There is no way you get one complete document of 66 books that there is not one part of it that contradicts itself. It's not possible outside of God. I mean, it is a miracle that we have this, this Word and that it's so pure. And God has worked with men and women to bring His Word and His truth to us. But, um, so when I say Paul says, I really mean the Holy Spirit says through Paul. But in Romans 13, it says, And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light." Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness and in lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Okay, there was a nice vitamin. We just swallowed that one. That one was big, you know. Uh, okay, um, I don't know about you, but you read some of these and you go, okay, yep, time to check my heart. Time to check where I've been. Lord, search my ways. See if there's any wicked way in me. And then lead me here in the path of life. God never comes to us in condemnation, but His Holy Spirit convicts us to the point where we something rises up in us that says, I will never live below the abundant life God has called me to. I will never accept living beneath the great life that God has for us and what He wants to do in and through our lives here on this earth. Um, so there's three things I, I want us to just look at in, in choosing to live this life of arising and shining, and, uh, and there, there are three kind of simple things. One is acknowledge, two is arise, three is shine, and I want to just kind of go through these um, relatively quickly, and, and we're going to kind of just see what, what God does. Um, but will you do something with me really quick? Will you just close your eyes and just pray with me? And I want you to ask the Lord. I'm not going to give you the words, but I want you to ask God and say, Jesus, I, I come to you and I, I want you to shine through me. I want your grace to be upon me, to, to, to rise up, to strengthen me and equip me and give me what I need. Help me to live my life for you. It's no longer my own life, but it's yours. I want you to just pray that quickly as we kind of just go through this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes when we yield to, to the Lord and we just, we, simple prayer is, is sometimes what it takes, but it's a position of our heart to yield to Him. Sometimes when we do that and then we kind of just go into the Word, it just has a way of coming through us like butter instead of like a brick wall. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so I, I believe that before we can live in this life of, of rising and shining, and by the way, this is not a, a, a word of correction, it's a word of encouragement that you know, this, this church is really a church that, that loves to live in this way, but I believe God, there's always more. 
There's always further for us to go. There's always higher for us to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Um, but before we can, we can fully arise, we must start by acknowledging. We must acknowledge what God has done, who He is, and what He has accomplished for us. The reality is that Jesus has done it all, and apart from Him, we can do nothing. It's very simple. Christianity gets so complicated. It's very simple. You can do nothing good <laughs> without Him. That's pretty simple. Makes you feel good, too. Pat on your back. You know, you can do nothing outside of Him. Uh, and that's the, that's the same for us all. But how many know God is so willing, so yearning, so hungering? Where is a vessel that will let me in and let me shine through them? Where is one who would yield himself fully to me and let me work a work in this day such as you would not believe, even if it was told to you? We must acknowledge what he's done, acknowledge his faithfulness, acknowledge his love, acknowledge his power, his sacrifice, the blood of Jesus, the power of the cross. I, I am here to tell you today, there will never be a day when the blood of Jesus doesn't matter. There will never be a day where the cross does not matter. There will never be a day where sin must not be confessed, except for obviously in eternity, right? But on this earth, on this earth, there will never be a day. I'm sorry, the, the idea of relative and truth and changing, morphing, emerging church, that, that is a lie, and it's, it's complete apostasy. To walk away from the cross, to walk away from the blood of Jesus, to walk away from the fact that we are all born into a nature of sin and without the blood of Jesus shed for us, we can never be free. We can never be clean. Without the cross, we can never be saved. We can never have eternal life. But the good news is that because of the cross, because of the blood, we can be free. We can be saved. We can be healed. And we have eternal life in Him. But you'll never get there if you don't acknowledge it. I know I'm speaking to a church full of Bible-thumping, devil-stomping believers. But just maybe there's, there's some here today. Just maybe there's someone joining on live stream today that you need to be reminded of what He has done for you. We all need it. Amen, sister Alice. We all need it. Man, sometimes you just get in the Word and you just you open your heart. You're not coming, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find something that matches what I believe. But you come, to the, you come to the Word of God and you say, God, I'm an empty vessel. Oh, and I want you to pour in me. I want you to give me what's of you. I empty myself of anything that's of me, and I say, give me all that's of you. When you come to the Word of God like that, I tell you what, you read John 3.16, and it'll melt you. It'll melt you every time you come to it. For God so loved the world that He gave His own Son. He didn't give the church. He didn't give a baptism. He didn't give a, an offertory. He didn't give, you know, this or that or special church programs or a youth group. He gave His own Son that whoever might believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. First Timothy, Paul, again, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, saying to Timothy, says this saying in 1 Timothy 15, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. It says in the ESV, I love that. 
The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am the foremost or who I am chief. Man, the quicker we say I'm the chief of sinners, the quicker we start finding the chief of our salvation. Amen? We must acknowledge what he's done. I think of, uh, I think of, uh, you know, in these days right now, uh, there's a few things that are hard to come by. Thankfully, toilet paper is starting to get restocked. Praise God, right? Um, our trees are thankful because we're not pulling leaves off of them anymore. And um, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe, you know, hey, desperate times, be prepared. Um, but uh, there's a few things, you know, it went from, I think, from toilet paper to hand sanitizer to flour, of all things. Um, I don't know if you want, you're ever in the hunt for, like, good whole wheat flour, but it's hard to come by. It's, we're getting more now. But, uh, but soap's another one, and so we go on, on Amazon, we look at, we're like, oh, man, we're almost out of hand soap, so let's reload, and we go, we go on Amazon, and we, we find some, and this husband uh, did a great job of uh, not checking on the right smell, so I, I got, like, a huge package of the, the wrong smell of soap. Uh, but, but, amen, we're clean. We're clean. Amen. And uh, it's good. But how many know that soap has an ability to clean the dirt off? And we've got literally in a cabinet under our sink, we've got like 10 different bottles of soap or something sitting there. So we're stocked up for a bit. Thanks for Amazon for doing bulk stuff. But uh, Anyway, we've got all this soap under there, but if I leave it under there, that soap has the power and the potential to do something for me. And it's the same with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to his disciples and said, who do you say that I am? There's something that we, every one of us as a human being on this earth must come to a point of doing, and that is to say, who is Jesus to me? Who do you say that I am? And it's just like soap sitting under our, our cabinet. If I leave it there, it has the power to clean my hands, but I have to take it and apply it to my hands or you know, my face or whatever in order for that to have an effect on me. Its power and its potential rain, remains doesn't change. It's the same. The only difference in my life is I've never let it be applied to me. And the same is true with Jesus. What he did on the cross for us roughly 2,000 years ago, but he, it, God goes so much further. He says he's the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. It's always been in his heart to be our savior. He already laid down his life before we ever knew we needed it. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. He commanded his love toward us. We've got to apply the blood of Jesus to our life. And if you're here today, and, and, and whether it's you're, you're, you find yourself far from God, or maybe you've drifted in your walk with God, and it's just time to, to return to him, I'm, I'm telling you today, take the soap bottles out. Take the blood of Jesus and apply it to your life today and receive salvation. So we must first acknowledge and when we acknowledge what he's done, and man, I, I tell you what, there's all sorts of amazing um, worship songs going out today and all these different things, and, and I'm not here to, to punch any bubbles or, or bother anybody's business, but I, I, I want to tell you this, there, there's a vain 
happening, not just in worship, but just within kind of Christianity or the body of Christ, there's a vein of, of focusing just 100% on the promises, the promises, the promises, the promises. And the promises of God are beautiful. It was the other day, I think, uh, Deborah sent me this song on the promises of God. It's just, man, so beautiful. And, um, but there's this, this thing where I, I've, I just observed this in the body of Christ where, where we just focus on everything he's done. And I, I compare it to kind of like living in the book of Ephesians and you just kind of live your life in chapters one through three. Everything he's done for me, everything he's done, look at everything he's done. But in chapter four, it begins with now walk in a worthy, in a, in a manner worthy of the calling. And uh, I might be misquoting that slightly, but, um, but now live it out. Now respond. And so we must first acknowledge, we have to know the promises of God. We have to know the beauty of God. We have to know what he has done for us because we can never stop seeing the goodness of God. But then we've, we've got to respond to what he has done. And this is where the power comes. If you want to live a dormant, cold life, just remain in looking at what he's done. Leave the soap under in the cabinet and don't do anything with it. But if you want to walk in the power of God, respond to what he's done and say, God, I want you to do it in me. Apply it to my life. And so it's time to arise. Um, and and in, it, it, it's like everything that he's done begs a response. Now I'm going to change my heart. Like I said earlier, you know, it's easy for us to come to the Word of God and say, okay, let's find a verse that agrees with the way I think. What happens when we say, God, I want you to show me, change me, mold me, transform me, lead me in your ways? Because he has, I, I love this, the, the disciple, Jesus said something really hard to him. He, he was speaking of, of, a, of a communion to come. He says, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you have no part in me. And Jesus had the crowds going. His social media following was just off the hook. He had Instagram blowing up. Not, not really. I'm, you know, I'm being a little bit of a facetious. But uh, his Facebook was just, you know, just growing day by day. He had all these followers. And then he said, if you don't eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And guess what happened? Unsubscribe, 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 unsubscribe. Unfollow, 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 right? Social media terms, I guess. But it says they walked away. So the multitudes that followed Jesus because of what he could do, they left when he said what they should do in response. But the, his 12 disciples remained with him, and Jesus said, are you going to go too? And, and Peter says this. I love this. Man, Peter's got some nuggets, man. Even, even before he got filled with the Holy Spirit, God just was working in his heart, and he said, Lord, where should we go? For you have the words of life. Where else would I go? You have the words of life. I want you to keep speaking me, keep showing me. I'm not there. I'm still kind of a dirty fisherman, but you're teaching me to catch men. You're teaching me to become a fisher of men. It's important for us to know his promises and everything that we've been given, but it, you will remain powerless in remaining there. We've got to respond and then yield ourselves as a living sacrifice. And I love this. In Galatians 2, I have no, or I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live now on this earth, I live in, 
in the faith or by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us. Amen? So we're going to acknowledge, we're going to arise, or we're going to start moving. We're going to get up, right? Arise, shine, for your light has come. And now we're going to shine. We're going to acknowledge, we're going to arise, and we're going to shine. Thank you, Jesus. How many just desire for Him to shine through? I know sometimes my prayer, when I'm just kind of alone with God, and I'm just like, God, if I could have one thing, I just want the world around me to see you. I want you to be seen in my life. I, I, um, there's a, a great minister God used mightily. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman. And I've seen some of her uh, videos and teachings. I, I wasn't quite uh, old enough to, you know, attend the meetings. Um, she uh, was, you know, most of that occurred before I was born. But uh, I've watched these videos, and um, I, the, one of the themes I love is, is it always started with her saying something along the lines of praying. And she'd say, Dear Jesus, let not one person see Catherine today. Man, what happens when we wake up in the morning, we look in the mirror and we say, God, let him see you. Let him see you. What happens when we just surrender ourselves saying, it's no longer we who live, but it's Christ who lives in us and through us. And he's desiring and earnestly seeking to shine. And, and in shining, there's a few things I, I wanted to share um, in, in just some, some ways that we, we work this out. One, we be with Jesus. If you want to shine more, just get with the one who is the source of all light. He's the light. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a few things at you, and I'm going to go fast through these. So if you're taking notes, jot them down. If you're online, hey, you can just uh, skim the uh, whatever, the little dial. Uh, but worship is not a genre of music. It's relating to God heart to heart, spirit, and in truth. Prayer is not a laundry list of to-dos. It's relating to God heart to heart, sharing from your heart and letting Him share from His. If we want to shine, we must devour the Word of God like never before. Our, this is not an accessory that is supposed to match my outfit. And does it match? I don't know. Sort of match. Um, yay, I brought my Bible to church. I, I'm, I'm all for bringing a Bible to church. I bring mine. I love that. But, man, let this thing, let these words get in you. Let this word become alive in you and let it transform you and let it change you. Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said, you are clean because of the words I have spoken to you. That's his word. It's a spirit-breathed weapon and tool designed to extract the oil of the Holy Spirit from the inside and let it become something that can burn with a flame on the outside. I, I saw this, this picture of this a, a few weeks ago, that the Word of God's like the wick in an oil lamp. You, the oil lamp is, the, the lamp itself, the container is us, and when we're saved, God makes us an entirely new lamp. And then He points to pour and fill us with His oil. But then the Word of God works together with the oil, and it soaks together, and it extracts the oil, and it brings it out, so that when the fire of God falls on our life, there's something for it to stick to. We're to be people, not just of the Word, not just of the Spirit, but people working in the Word and in the Spirit. Oh, yeah. 
And through that, God is going to cause his light to shine through us. I want to challenge you. It's time to, to get back to the altar. I've, I, I think I've said that before many times. But it's time to return to the altar. The, the, the place of meeting, and this church is a place of meeting, but it's not the only place of meeting. Gathering together is something that we must do in this day. Let us not forsake gathering. Um, but there's anointing in, in coming together in unity, and it has power to break and destroy the yoke. Um, we, we've got to live as people of obedience. If you want to shine, just simply follow him. Follow him. It's the response of love. In, in Scripture, it says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And the opposite of that is, is pretty bad. Um, if you look in, in 1 Samuel, it's rebellion is, is of witchcraft, right? But obedience, it's better than any sacrifice. We don't come to God and, and say, God, here's how I'm going to do it. We say, God, how should I do it? And we let him flow through us, and he'll do things you never thought were possible. Getting baptized in water and receiving baptism in the Holy Spirit are just part of following Him. It's not, I don't need to give you a long, there, are, there is a load of scriptures that will back up all of that and why we need to do it, and I encourage you to seek it out yourself, but I'm not going to give that to you today. But I'm going to simply tell you, you need to follow Jesus. Amen. If you want to shine, follow Him in every way. I believe Jesus didn't do one miracle without having received the Holy Spirit upon him and, and being baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day that he was baptized in water. Um, it was from that point on that the miracles began. And we've just got to keep our focus on him. I was thinking about uh, the other day, um, maybe, I guess it was a few weeks ago, but I'm like, this is a great picture. But the, often uh, this guy can be a little bit hard of hearing. And, and so um, my wife will say something and she'll be in the other room and the, the most common place this happens is I'm in the bathroom, like, brushing my teeth or something, and, and the fan is running. You know when the fan is going in the bathroom? It is hard to hear anything. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. But it's just like all I hear is And so I hear this. You know, it's like Charlie Brown. You know, and so in order to hear what my wife has to say, I've got to get close to her. To hear what she's saying. I've got to get away from the noise. I've got to get away from everything going on and get close to where the, the message that I need to hear is coming from. And so we've got to keep our focus on him. And in this time and in this age, man, is that ever critical? It is so critical in this day. I'm telling you, we've got to protect our, and guard our heart. Out of it flow the issues of life. And I'm telling you, when we consume things on the TV and social media and all this news and everything, even if the news is factual, which is not always the case, but even if it is factual, it doesn't necessarily mean that I need it. And I'll tell you this, many times in this earth, you are going to be confronted with a fact that does not agree with the truth. And even though something may be factual, that might not be what God is saying right now. And what we need to be hearing as the church ever more today than ever before, we've got to be hearing the word of truth more than any fact that could ever be lined up on this earth. We need to hear him. And we've got to focus on him, keep our attention on him. I, I, I was thinking about how often it's, it's easy for us to just so focus on the stuff that, that you know, besets us. 
In Hebrews, it says, fixing your eyes on him. Don't be entangled with the yoke of slavery. Don't be you know, caught up in these things that, that, that try to entangle you. Don't look at the issues and the problems and all the things that come against you, but fix your eyes on him. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. And I was thinking about this recently. My son, Ezekiel, call him Zeke boy. He, uh, he loves to say my, my this, my that, my this, you know, and as we get older, we, <laughs> we all do that, right? That's mine. But, uh, you know, it started with my toy, my this, my that. But then the other day, he got an owie on his knee. And you know what he, you know what he called it? My owie? My owie? And he's, he loves, he says that with that upward inflection. My owie? It's like a statement, but a question. He's totally got, like, the valley girl talk going on. It's like, totally, eh? Um, but, uh, but he's like, my owie? My owie? And so we'll, you know, be changing or putting his shoes on, and he's like, my owie? He's like... Daddy, I got something kind of fun going on right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how many know that as we age, we begin to let things that have happened to us or things that we have done become part of us. And we let it define us. We find identity in my owie, my sickness, my hurt, my abandonment, my pain, my loss, my, my screw-up my mistake, and I believe God is calling his church and he wants to just course correct us. Focus not on the stuff, but fix our eyes on him. He's the author. He's the finisher. Are we all the way there yet? Have we been fully perfected? No, but he's the finisher. And if we keep our eyes on him, when, we con- when we're confronted with that situation or the devil reminds you, yeah, don't forget about your issue, our response is not to be my issue. Our response is to be my Jesus. We spend so much time talking to the Lord about our problem when we should really be speaking to the problem about our Lord. I need to remind you, I, I know that that's, that's bad and that's painful and, and I should feel like a victim right now. The devil wants me more than ever to feel like I'm a victim and I'm just going to stay here in this mess. I'm going to live in offense. I'm going to live in this pain. But man, what happens when we begin to say, even though I, I technically feel rightful to feel that way, I'm going to say, my Jesus is greater than you and I'm, I don't associate with you anymore. I don't associate with that hurt, with that offense, with that mistake, with that owie. We associate with him. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. We so often, if I could ask the, uh, uh, Deborah and, and Sharon, if you guys would come up and play, that'd be awesome. Thank you, thank you. What would happen if any, any situation that tried to come up against you your response was, my Jesus. The impossibility that, that you're facing today. There's some of you today, you're facing an impossibility. I don't know who that is, but there's some of you here today, it just it feels impossible. The Lord is here to restore hope. The Lord is here to remind you that He is to be the anchor of your soul. And He wants to restore a hope that is in you. Actually, I want to ask, if you're here today... And you've been feeling this sense of no hope or sense of hopelessness 
or if you've just been feeling, in a sense, weak, you just feel like, I have no strength, I have no, nothing to me, I, I, I know God and I follow God and I'm a believer, but I just feel weak. I feel like the hope has been just sucked out of me. The, 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 the excitement for tomorrow is, has been sucked out of me. I want to ask you, if, if you've been struggling with that, I want to ask you to boldly just stand up really quick because we want to pray over you. If you've been struggling with that, I believe there's many. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good that even if there's only one of you dealing with it, He loves you so much, He'll use a service like this to take care of it. And I'm here to tell you today, man, God can do more in one moment, in one touch, than a, a lifetime of counseling and pills can do. Is counsel good? Godly counsel, absolutely. We need one another. We need to be encouraged with one another. We need to judge trees by their fruit and get around the counsel of people who have fruit in their life. The Bible says that there is wisdom in the counsel of many. But I'm telling you, he's the miracle worker. He's the hope dealer. He's, he's the giver of life. I heard a preacher say, he's like, we're raising up drug dealers to become hope dealers. <laughs> I love it. If you're standing up, or if you know you should have stood up, stand up right now. And I want you to lift your hands. You just know, man, I just need God's hope. And those of you who are sitting down, you can stay where you are, but I want you to just look around and stretch your hand towards someone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now just pray in the Spirit as you pray for that person. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here right now to heal, to touch, to restore hope, to restore the joy of salvation. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for restoring joy. We thank you for restoring hope. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for awakening hearts, for awakening your bride. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that as a good like a good husband over his wife, you pour out the water right now. You pour out the washing of the watering of the word. We thank you, Jesus, for restoring hope, restoring joy. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you, if you were standing and you were believing for that. I just want you to, right where you are, I just want you to take a few deep breaths in and out and just say, thank you, Jesus. It's just like, it's almost like he's just breathing in you again. It's almost like the, you ever got the, the wind knocked out of you? You fall down and the, the wind just gets knocked out of you. I just see the Lord breathing fresh breath into your lungs, just as he did on the day of creation when he, he made Adam says he breathed in his nostrils. He's breathing fresh life right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's time to arise. It's time to shine. For He, the light, has come. If you're watching on the, the, uh, the online feed with us, we want you to know that we're praying with you. And I actually want to just take a moment to pray over you. I want to ask you to make your home right now. Make it the altar. If you need to just step forward or if you need to get on your knees or you want to lift your hands. Just like David, just, just be undignified, even if, even if your wife thinks that you're silly. Lift your hands or do something to respond to God this morning, even, even when you're at home or if you're in your car watching this or many days from now, if you're on the golf course and listening to this message, <laughs> you need to get on your knees on the, on the green and instead of praying for your ball to go in the hole, just respond to him right now. God, I thank you that you're restoring hope. I thank you, Jesus, that you're calling your bride to arise and to shine. God, I pray you fill, Lord, your people with the joy of salvation, with a, with a fervency, God, and a hunger to say, God, use me however you'll use me, to come back to a simplicity of faith. Jesus Christ came into the world to save a sinner of whom I am chief. Lord, let us acknowledge you once again as our Savior. Let us respond in yielded submission, saying, God, I want to be a living sacrifice. Use me however you'll use me. And shine. Let the light of Jesus shine through you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.